Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Katie, and welcome to 360 View. This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness, and your mind. And welcome back, viewers, to another episode of 360, where today we're heading down the path of training. But first, Katie, how have you been? I'm wonderful, Ben. How are you? Tremendous. Thank you for asking. We're coming up to Christmas. Some people are excited about Christmas, other people a bit grinchy, but, you know. I feel like we have an excited excited. person and a Grinch in the room right now. (laughs) I don't know about about Grinch. I think it's, and we've talked about it in previous episodes, it's probably more around the present buying because it just, I don't know a lot of the time, probably a bit sort of blase to actually people telling me really realistically what they want for Mm. Christmas or wanting gifts because we're probably so spoiled nowadays as far as if we see it. We have it. We have it or... We're such an instantaneous to say, well, we'll just go out and get it. I'd like I, I'm, it. I'm a, you know, totally, I, if there's something I do really want, then I will get, know, it. get it. I would uh, like an island, please, Ben. I'm sorry, that's a bit Thank above you. my pay grade. But, um, <laughs> we can definitely look. I can, you know what I could do? We can get you a picture one. Amazing. Can you put it on my office window? Uh, yeah, it's probably outside my pay grade to do that as well. <laughs> I don't know if I've got the time to be able to do that. But it is something that, um, that yeah, I, I do struggle a little bit is probably take picking mm. up pointers of people for them, uh, for presents for it. So we always go, seem to go down when you get right to the end of it is probably down the road of vouchers. Yeah. Most times. And I think something nice to do is experiences rather than things. Sometimes yeah, things we is hard. Yeah, we were talking about hard. this the other day. Yeah, like yeah. we were talking about giving people like an experience that they generally yeah. wouldn't pay for Or they themselves. wouldn't go and do something yeah. they hadn't seen. Something that's a little bit more fun because they're going to remember that, whereas a thing just is clutter, really. And re-gifted sometimes. And re-gifted. If there's something that you don't like, that people have given you that you can definitely not open and then possibly next year, because you wouldn't do it next year, give give it maybe a year. Birthday present. Birthday present. Re-gifted to a birthday present. Not the best, but because things are so generalized, I think, when when you're trying to be cover all your bases, because there's nothing worse than... Um, actually giving a present that someone really didn't like. You know, if you thought yeah. about going down the track of, ah, oh, Katie wants a set of golf clubs. Mm-hmm. She, all you did is mention that easy. you saw golf on the TV yeah. and somehow thought that you'd go and have a class or something clubs. or other. I'm like, oh, this would be a great idea for me. Little to do Katie, you know, does one. she have no hand-eye coordination? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But potentially I thought that that would be a great idea mm. and I've gone so far down the one item, there's no back and back from this is that we intuitively go for a pretty general broad thing coffee cups candles candles something to shoe socks things that most people use and totally we all need them sometimes Mm. there's something that we push past and don't end up getting but definitely something that we um it sort of just makes it a bit easier to generalize Absolutely. To do it and give a big, wide, broad range. But something that shouldn't be generalized is your training. Oh, my goodness. You've segued me this week. <laughs> and totally pushed it straight through. <laughs> nice segue, Katie. I'm mixing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so for this week, as Ben mentioned, we will be talking about splits in training. Well, so training, yes. Tra- training. training. And splits um, and things like that. So how we split your training and what you need to look for and what 
if you whether you're going to do this for yourself or whether you're getting someone else to do it for you um context around split, this yeah context around this is probably around people that we are coming up to the new year new us we've talked mm-hmm. about all this before and trying to get a bit of a start sometimes some people can really struggle with actually going to a gym or access to potentially some fitness equipment somewhere in a bit of a community gym mm-hmm. or something like that is to actually build up the courage to go in mm-hmm. once you're in tick first box how to win going and mm-hmm. going through the door and getting inside some people we've heard it before actually drive there get so worked up about going inside yeah that they actually drive away yeah. really bad like it can be so anxious for people that have not and done it before you can be someone who is fit someone <laughs> who's trained before but something new can just be like the thought of it is terrifying because it's something so different or if you normally go to group classes and you go away and you're going to a globo gym can be terrifying because you have no idea what you're doing especially if you've done group class like if you're a group class person that does groups and potentially where you go somewhere it doesn't have that access maybe you go to uh you're staying at a hotel motel somewhere and it just has a a general gym uh in the facility is thinking about how do i structure myself what am i looking to do uh while i'm away or uh in this unfamiliar situation or unfamiliar environment and this is going to set you up for having realistic expectations and realistic goals that you can set as you move into 2021 and into this new year so that you have some direction around what you're doing because we do know that with no directions, things fizzle. If you have no direction, it's going to fizzle out and it's not going to be there. Mm. So when we're talking about this here, we'll go over an overview first of some of the things that we're looking for because they potentially, if you've heard of them but haven't gone into depth into them, this is what we consider these things to be and what they're going to be in the context of what we're talking about. Bit of clarification around it clarification around that and then we will go over our splits advice towards the end and what is actually beneficial for you and your goals so we'll go through a series of goals what you need what you're going to be thinking about yeah and yeah yeah trying to work a bit more on how you're going to structure something if you do go in yes sweet absolutely so uh things to think about when you're heading into the gym uh obviously uh we'll go through those splits but some things about it is Compound and isolation exercises or compound movements, isolation movements. Uh, The thing is with compound, obviously what we want to think about is multiple muscle groups or multiple muscles and multiple systems or multiple areas. Multi-joint, multi-muscle through that is to think about that. So compound, when we're talking about that, is if you were to structure or think about it, that's what you ought to think about. Am I moving through multi-things? There's a lot of things moving mm. at once. Yes. Next thing is isolation. So isolation exercises, hence the isolation by themselves. ISO. ISO. People We've ISO, just gone through ISO, through, so you ISO. should be able to reference so that pretty easy. people should be easy. referencing isolation by self, individual. One muscle. One muscle. Lonely uh, muscle. Across lonely things. One direction, one plane, one thing you're working for. Mm-hmm. Then from there, we're looking at rep and set schemes. So with this here, you would have heard a lot of different reps and sets. So reps is the amount, the number of a movement that we are doing. Every rep is one completed movement. So if we do a squat, we go hips below our knees or to as low as we can, standing back up, that's one rep. It's one repetition, that's what we consider it to be. A set is then how many of those reps you were doing before you rest. So you might do three sets of five squats. That would be three sets of five reps. Yeah. All right, so a repetition there. 
With those sets and reps, it can be changed up as much as you like. You have things like your standard sets, you have cluster sets, you have more rest, less rest, you have ranges, so super you can sets. go super sets, you have eight to ten reps, you have five to six. Lots of stuff people you have get confused with. Solid ones. It is something that can be very confusing. And what we know is that there tends to be we talked about last week muscle stress. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that one. Muscle stress and how we build muscle um, in our Q&A. Mm-hmm. So with that one there, your muscle needs to undergo stress for it to grow and for it to build. What we get cornered into a lot of the times is that you can only build muscle between 8 and 12 reps at this percentage. Yeah. Yes. That's incorrect. Yeah. It is not correct and everyone's body type is different. So we will go Very over that a little bit later stuff, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, The next thing is to think about, we can obviously, as you said, is what sort of rest we're going to program in or put in for what we're looking for. So Mm -hmm. short rest, we're looking for nice, good, fast turnover, usually um, high rep sets or stuff like that. So rest in between short, 45 seconds to a minute, sometimes to two minutes, sometimes to three minutes if we're looking for strength sets to be able to Mm -hmm. make sure that we can end up recouping and be able to go for the next set so we're not fatiguing or failing for those. Um, so that's something that we can play with as well for, especially as well with being people being time poor, is how we can structure things around some rest in our workouts or what we're looking for there. So that's one thing there. Um, we always want to make sure that we're doing a good warm-up or priming or um, getting everything working, getting everything woken up. No good to end up just taking the car out and fanging it 100 mile an hour straight away out of the garage. We want to think about making sure that we're priming what we're actually working. And the way that is, is to think about doing things like static holds mm. or um, just short static stretches or static movements where we're just doing it at a low intensity just getting things worked up and getting things woken up and then obviously as we work through that is into dynamic so dynamic is nice fast good quick things happening biometric stuff like that as well yeah when you're warming up you're not just you're not just trying to get your core body temperature up yes that's something you want to do you do want to get your muscles warm blood flowing but you also need to be priming specific movements and movements patterns and muscles so you need to make Mm, sure the muscles you need are switched on your coordination is there and everything's sorted there so something to consider for your warm-up on that there whether you split in muscle groups or patterning so our muscle groups is like you're splitting chest and tries so Mm. you're doing your chest muscles and you're doing your triceps or with your legs you're going to do your glutes and you're going to do your calves so you're going to do your quads and you're going to do your hamstrings so that would be our muscle groups front of the leg back of your leg yes back of your shin absolutely but but simple just to simplify yeah core Mm. things belly everything like that if you're not sure what it is absolutely then from there we have our patterning so with this it is if you are doing a squat and you're doing a press. So some kind of a squat movement and some kind of a press movement. Or if you're doing a deadlift and a pulling movement. So you mm. might do um, like a standard deadlift and then you might do a pull up. Yeah. Something to do with that. We can then go more in depth with that and the actual movement pattern behind it. And that's a whole nother whole nother whole basket case yeah, of for, for that, that you can go through. Information for us there. So you can split you can split it two ways with those. So just when we're referencing this, we will go through them both at the end as well. Sweet. I know. So advice. Advice. What advice do you have? What advice? Splits advice. Um, a lot of stuff that we see in magazines and people can read and you can pick up on the in the news agency or get online with that is um sort of direction on uh what you need to do and when you need to do splits, whole bodies, 
um, different types of uh, muscle groups that you're working on at particular times. So think about it if I was to be only ever doing, able to get into the gym or work out twice a week. Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot of benefit depending for bang for our buck is to actually think about trying to do some sort of big ass split that I would think about doing is potentially just like back and my buys, you know, chest and tries. Mm-hmm. However, when I'm doing that, I'm thinking more probably about my compound movements and being able to make sure I can do multi-joint things and mm. move my whole body. So I want to make sure I can think about getting full movements, squatting, pressing, um, deadlifting, hinging, stuff like that, that I can actually use throughout the whole thing. So I'm trying to think about if I'm doing that is to think about getting the whole body in there. Yeah, it's just it just works mm-hmm. out better for you because as soon as you start to split things, you need to hit a certain muscle group so many times in a week to see growth. Well, it's a long time till you get it yeah. again. That's that's the thing is if you're doing such a small amount, you could end up doing it twice in the week and do upper and lower potentially instead of doing you know the back and buys and stuff. But the thing is, is it's now like realistically probably about another seven days before you before you're going to get it again again. and we grow muscles by putting stress onto the muscle and recovering and everything and recovering you put stress onto the muscle and then you recover Mm. that's how it works but if we're putting stress onto the muscle once every seven days it's not enough for your body to feel it has to adapt that's right yeah Yeah, you're looking for that adaptation Mm. adaptation yeah to do that so then if you are someone who's able to get that four to five sessions a week that's where we're looking Mm. at is to try and bump it up to there is um to think about that's probably when you're more of a sort of intermediate athlete and being able to handle those Mm -hmm. is to think about doing them like those splits so think about potentially what your gains are and trying to be able to really knuckle down to hit those total reps and sets in a session Mm -hmm. to a higher amount to target those muscles around those joints or around that area. Mm. So thinking about doing like an incline bench to maybe a dumbbell fly to possibly a um, dip or a decline bench. You just post so fatiguing just, because your muscle can handle it more. That's right. And we're, well, the thing is, is we know also that that's going to end up being at least a day or two mm. and we can recover before we get back to it again. So we're making sure that we're going to hit it multiple times in the week, twice in the week. But thing is, is we're actually going to act like recover it in the day where we can still go to the gym, but we can do something else the next day. So we're going to split yes. it and we're going to do something that's opposing to it. So the next day I may want to do my pull up. Mm-hmm. I may or my seated lat pull down. I may want to end up doing my um, lateral raises or something. You know, because like you've I'm just done do a press and a chest, that's and right. now you're going to do either a delt or a pull, pull. or something yeah. like that. Yep, or a three point row. We're going to go to mm-hmm. the next day so that we can end up making sure we're back, looking for lats and stuff like that. So yep. you can end up doing that, and that's for sometimes when you're going for that four to five. times a week week at least to be able to try and split it with rest days so then you would split that one some of our very common like bodybuilding splits are our chest and tries for our upper body then our back and buys and then we have a full leg day yeah because generally we need a session dedicated to our legs because they are a bigger muscle group and also we're on them all the time yeah so they do need a lot more um fatiguing or loading to be able to see a lot more benefits so you need to do a lot more on them or a lot higher volume to be able to get some um, benefit out of Some strength, some hypertrophy. Yeah, to be able to do that for it. So, yeah, Mm. so those are those ones to be able to um, hit for it. So that would be our muscle split. 
yes. a muscle group split. If we're then talking about patterning split, we then go through, like we were saying, generally the most common so that then we're getting, again, the most bang for your buck is putting two opposing movements together so that they don't have any crossover. Yep. So while one muscle group or pattern is resting, you're then working the other, then you rest and then you work. It's in our superset fashion. Superset fashion and we're thinking about that happening on a day. Yes. So we think about doing those things in one day. So we're not yeah. sort of talking about over two days or multiples. That's way too much. We're thinking about going backwards and forwards. Mm. So you can end up doing this with your, um, with like you said, your squatting mm. and your pressing. Generally, a squat, we either go like a squat and a pull mm. because a squat, essentially, if you think about it, you're pressing press. through the ground. So mm. it's a lower body press. If that's a press, we want to pair it with a pull just for our body's sake. So we prepare a squat with then some kind of a pull, so a pull-up or a row or something like that. Mm. We then go switch. We go to a hinge, which is, think of a deadlift. So that is a lower body pull because we're pulling a weight off of the ground instead of pushing Closed it. Closed chain, open chain as well. Absolutely. So then we think of that lower body pull. So then we want an upper body push. So then we would be looking at a um, press or a bench press something like that we're looking at that push pull combo so that then you're getting the most out of every session so you might go for one day you do that lower body pull upper body push then the next day you do an upper body pull and a lower body push so then you're going to alternate it there and you get the get the best this is really good for time poor people yeah you're trying like we had talked as well as is, is this mm. end up going into that compound movement not yes. isolation so yep. we're actually looking more for getting the most out of the session we're doing mm. so doing those multi-joints or being able to cross a lot of things in one two and in those cases as well what we can do is something that's called blood shunting as well yes. so we can end up be making this into a higher intensity as mm -hmm. far as doing those movements but potentially doing them at either a lighter load or a higher rep scheme faster and faster so that we can end up getting that going. So, you know, there's no um, crossover like um, effect you had said from the upper pull and the lower press. So we yes. can squat and then we can go straight into like a superset with that. Yeah. Shorten the rest period. And your body's sure having to work going. so hard. That's like, right. As the, the name suggests, going, blood shunting, yep. pushing the blood. It's needing to go from the bottom to the top, then top to the bottom, bottom. super That's fast. That's right. We're we trying know. to do that. Yeah, we know when we fatigue a muscle, blood gets sent there. Yes. So you fatigue your legs, all the blood gets sent down to your legs. Not all of it. You still have some up top, obviously. But anyway, exactly. you push. <laughs> You're pushing the majority of it. Majority your blood, your down body, to your legs. Your body, your heart is working harder to pump it to the areas it's required to. Correct. Thank you for Something's clarifying happening. that. Yes. Um, then we push. Then we're doing a press, so we need it to be pushed back up to the top. So we're essentially yep. pushing that blood back and forth. It makes your heart work a whole lot harder yeah, to have to push it, it back and hard, back and forwards. It's going to make your... Um, breathing elevate a whole lot quicker especially if you don't include a lot of like the rest is shortened here mm -hmm. and you won't have to rest a heap because you're letting one muscle group rest while the other works mm. and you're going back and forth so it's going to be faster but you're going to be working a whole lot harder yeah. if i was to do a squat and then a lunge it's both lower body and it's both the exact same movement Affecting pattern it's a lower other. body push yeah 
So I'm now going to not be blood shunting, but instead of getting my muscle heart rate up super high, like you say, muscle mm. fatiguing, yeah. rather than getting that breathing up high because I'm going to have to stop because my legs are going to be so tired, whereas yeah. we're taking that factor away. So and that's where you're trying to work on muscle endurance. Yes. So being able to go for longer mm-hmm. on that. And by doing that over time, periodization and stuff, which we will get into in a lot of other um, chats that we have, yes. but um, today's more about... Uh, understanding and getting that base so that if you were to walk in somewhere and have a bit of a look around at some of those potential machines or um, movements that are in the gym or Mm -hmm. people are doing is not to be so overwhelmed with where do you start and be that person that walks into the gym and suddenly you're on this machine then you're on that machine then you're Mm -hmm. back over here then are you doing this then it's a three minute rest between here then it's you're on your phone while you're bouncing on the swiss ball then you're back Mm -hmm. over here and you've just wasted your time yes in actually not being any benefit to yourself you're actually trying to make sure that here we're looking at doing something and making it beneficial for you yes so it's looking at making it give you a bit of a base of information for you mm-hmm. right so so we've talked about a few things with fire splits um where to go with some of the exercises and that now we should probably have a bit of a look at um uh, probably uh the reps and set stuff Reps as far as sort of, yeah. sort of what to look at uh, for mm-hmm. that. So we know that with some strength stuff or when you're mm-hmm. working on pure strength stuff, mm-hmm. we're looking at lower reps yeah. and sets. So we're looking at lower reps and potentially a bit higher sets, but it's yeah. more lower rep ranges Lots with a rest. lot of rest. A yeah. lot of rest in there to look at mm-hmm. that muscle regenerate or mus- all that blood and everything coming back down so mm-hmm. that you're ready to go for the next one. So I mean, it's an range. interesting test as well for mm-hmm. your rest, just side tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, for our rest is if I was to do a set of back squats, they're heavy. What I would do is before I start my set, I put myself on some plates on the ground and then I reach down and say do a toe touch or oh, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Then yep. from there, I do my heavy set of back squats. Then from there, I go do my toe touch again. And what you'll find is that your range is a whole lot shorter because things have tightened and your nervous system is amped up, yep. which means that you're a whole lot less flexible when your nervous system is amped up. So you need to note where you could stretch beforehand. Yes. yes. So you've stretched, you've noted Marked where you could it. mark or had a bit of an idea, visual yes. idea. Yep. And then, then you've done your thing, come back. As soon as I'm able to get back to that spot, in the same relaxed fashion, that's when my nervous system has now recovered enough for me to go and do that next set, which is something that you can do if you're working by, um, not by feel, there's another name for it. It's like intuitive training. That's the word. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're doing more intuitive training, so you're working on your body being recovered rather than working on every 90 seconds you're doing a set or you're having a minute and a half rest or that was the same thing. Mm. Um, or if you're doing three, three minutes, minutes three two minutes. minutes rest, three minutes rest. Some people can end up up to like say that that four minute, five yes. minute rest between sets if you need. It's how you your know, body in some recovers. cases, it's how you recover. And that's yeah, it's not a cookie cutter. It's not a one um, size fits all. It's it's more no. actually about how it feels for you to do. Absolutely. Uh, so for sure. Then after that, we probably go. The next one is more like hypertrophy training, yes. which we have done. And you, and you t- touched on at the beginning is everyone has sort of gone with that 8 to 12 rep range yes. for this. It's can definitely be pushed to this as far as because there's been a lot of research with like 20 to 25 mm-hmm. rep ranges as well, working at that 30 to 40% of your 1RM or 1 rep max around there for that and a lot of that is to do with compound movements or or, or squatting and um, pressing and things like that that we've ended up doing is 
that sort of a range, but sometimes you can end up, yeah, you can just end up fetiguing that, do yeah. that hypertrophy and get that blood pump and end up backing loads. People do drop sets mm. where they do heavier load straight into drop one plate on the machine, yeah. do the next one, do the next one. And that's just fatiguing the muscle over and over again as the load goes down and to look for more actual getting through those muscle fibers and then that blood pump, the mm-hmm. swole effect into those into those muscles. So fatiguing yeah. it right down to where there's nothing more. Because a lot of the times why, we, why we've set up some of this stuff in your um, – in your program is compound first isolation second yes and the way we talk about that is making sure that we've done the bigger muscle groups Mm. at the beginning because we know in most cases what's going to happen is if you're to do the smaller muscle groups first Mm. they would actually end up fatiguing out and then affect being able to hit those major muscle groups because they're a stabilizer essentially they're super important for our compound movements to keep us safe and to make sure you can perform them effectively and everything's in the right spot so as soon as we fatigue those that compound movement gets so much harder yeah and and then the thing is is then you're actually not realistically going to end up getting too fatigued for those bigger muscle groups or those compound ones that make multiple uh, over there if you've done a lot of isolation Uh, totally ways of flipping things up for your training is you can do other ways depending on what you're trying to work on working on stabilizers and working on other stuff under fatigue that can work sometimes for people doing it you're obviously lightening the load majorly like you're cutting it right back so that we're not ending up injuring any joints or things aren't working properly but the thing is is to think about when you're setting it up usually end up seeing a lot of things is compound movements first and then isolation isolation afterwards because there's a lot of with isolation there's a massive amount of research and evidence behind taking an isolation movement to failure that's yeah Um, with a compound movement you really don't want to take it to failure because to failure with a compound movement means that your form has collapsed dramatically and there's a high risk because generally in compound movements it always involves your spine and that's not something we ever want to take to failure your spine is and that bracing core Mm. you know you think about your core being that whole internal weight belt exactly if If that that fails you know you've got pre things for that yeah and usually you'll find out with um with some movements or when they're doing stuff is a pre-fatigued core yes in a compound then a compound movement is what is really bad like not there is obviously different ways and, and sets for things and reasons why people dangerous. are doing it it's just incre- yeah it just increases the risk for it so yeah. you usually end up finding that a lot of core work or stabilizing for that is like at the end yes of the workout because you're doing it you're working and you're using it if our core wasn't working you wouldn't be standing upright. And your core is your link between generally your lower body and your upper body That's or between exactly. the joint or muscle that you're working and the weight. So if I'm doing a squat, my core is the link between the bar that's on my shoulders and my legs. Yeah. If I'm doing a bicep curl, it's the link between the weight and my body. Mm. Like it's making sure everything's in the right spot. Stabilizing and held mm-hmm. there. So the thing is, is that's why we're doing those abs, you know, like we're doing that end. at the very end because yeah. they've been worked for the whole session. Exactly. So when you think about doing it at the end, that's where it's put. And that's usually where you'll see most good programs and is at the end. Yes. And you can put priming, core priming, yep. which is important in the warm-up. That's just to and wake everything priming, up. Yep. But it's purely to wake everything up. It's not super fatiguing. It's to make sure that you can brace, engage correctly, and that's going to be on fire. Yeah. And we've we got that muscle mapped with it. don't want to fatigue it. Muscle mapped. Absolutely. Yeah, um, so, yeah. Super important. And and then that's why we've talked about compound isolation and how they work. Oh, yeah. So isolation going to a max. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go like 
for example, a bicep curl. You take a bicep curl and you do our drop sets or you do um, very short rest in there or you do max reps, something where you're going to take it to its absolute max. We've isolated a specific muscle. There's not much risk to the body. It's a fairly simple movement, but we are going to failure, which is then in turn putting a lot of stress on that muscle and then it's forcing growth. Yeah. Provided your nutrition's on point, but that's another story. There's a lot of other stuff with nutrition and other things in there as well. Beautiful. Sweet. Um, what, do we need to talk? Is there anything else we haven't discussed? That we uh, talked rest, before? I think, is just something we need to quickly touch on. Yeah. Um, is when you are resting, what you're looking for out of that rest. We've talked about your longer rest being strength as well. Um, when you are doing your rest, it is going to be a little bit more individual for you if you have the luxury of choosing your rest experiment a little bit with it if you're going for hypertrophy generally you only need 90 seconds to two two and a yeah, half that's, yeah. that's max yeah. rest um setting a timer on your phone when you're training works really well because the timer goes off and you lift timer goes off and you lift if you leave it up to how it feels I'll wait a little bit yeah. and how it feels if, if you're, you're not, not doing any of your other tests like yes. you had talked about before with stuff and that and intuitive training and stuff tune, like that yep then it's going to time is going to run away from you and you're going to end up being a two hour session, which is something we need to touch on as well. Oh, yeah. um, is our session length? Session length. How Think long, about working. And yeah. How long, how long should you be in the gym? Well, it depends how much time you have. If you have half an hour, you know what I mean? Like if you have half well, we an can, hour. Time can run away with you there. Half an hour that you can be in the gym for, you're going to be looking, no matter how many days you're in the gym, you're probably definitely going to be looking at more of your compound movements and your movement patterning split so your squat and press hinge and pull or your hinge and press upper body lower body you're going to be looking at something a lot bigger bang for your buck in a shorter time frame you're also going to be looking at alternating movements more so like that again your squat and press because there's no overlap between your movements when there's no overlap you don't need as much rest yeah so that therefore you're working for the majority of time um you don't need to be in the gym for two hours to get benefit no if anything it's probably more to your detriment because it's not very sustainable yeah well the the same as what you talked about before they've shown that like 45 minutes to an hour after that your nervous system's shutting down you know like your nervous system's taking so much you know like hyped or or inputs Mm. as you're putting them in or asking for stresses Mm. to do to it that it then needs to recover and it doesn't show any benefit from going over that Mm. 45 minutes hour because your nervous that. system is often so neglected in what you do just because your muscles aren't at their max and at their failure doesn't mean your nervous system hasn't gone through a lot to get where you are like it's it's gone under a lot of pressure and your nervous system requires more time to, to rest, to rest and, recover. and recover and and the thing is we've t- and we've talked about it previously it's just sometimes how long it takes to recover from that you won't know and then all of a sudden there'll be no. an injury Exactly. You know, usually that happens is we've ended up like fatiguing, yes. fatiguing, fatiguing, fatiguing. Suddenly it's, and it's something simple. Yes. Some coordination happened like, or something that goes on that just yeah. triggers and all of a sudden you've got and something sort of nickel turns into a scream. Yeah. And important if you do only have a short amount of time in the gym to make sure that you are switching between movements that are doing different things. You're not going to be Very doing a full good glute. Body are doing. Yes. Adaptation. Adaptation. You're not going to do like um, a squat and then a lunge and then a step up and keep moving through those three movements. They're all the same. They're all a lower body push pattern because if you don't have the time to give the rest in between, you're not allowing anything to recover. You're going to get a lot of compensation happening and then that increases your chance of risk 
of injury. So that's something you need to be really conscious of as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, A lot of stuff we've talked about there around that and ensuring that you've got a bit of direction or something that you can sort of work on going into the gym or heading into somewhere that potentially you may not have been before and um, a new environment that maybe you need to do your own programming or or not or have a bit of an idea to do something in you're away on holidays you're in a different um area uh away on work or or potentially anything else that you're traveling for um yeah things to think about there that we've gone through uh compound and isolation movements so think about what you're working with whether you want to doing that full multi-joint one or you're actually going to do the isolation compound first isolation second with there uh our rep and set screen set schemes We've talked about what reps are and what sets are. So think about what you're going with. Usually in most cases, depending on if you're going for a, um, a, a split or somewhere there, is to think about how many sets and reps you're going to do or sets you're going to do. So you know, think about total amount of volume that you're going to do in one. So if it's going to be a specific chest day, then potentially think that after I've done, I, I may only want to end up doing nine working, working sets on my chest or mm-hmm. 12 working sets on my chest mm-hmm. with a total volume of potentially 40 to 50 reps yeah you know like around there as much in mm-hmm. different volume so think about how much volume you're doing when you are doing like you had said lower body with the lunging and the squatting and the step ups and stuff like that think about total volume in there and what you're actually going for for reps and sets mm-hmm. then we went on to rest and talked about rest as far as where you're wanting to do rest how yep. much rest you're thinking about having in there um, for it definitely making sure you're warmed up primed you've had a cool down as well so even if like you said where you've done your conditioning at the end of your workout for it is think about even if it's just hopping on somewhere if they do have a treadmill or a bike or something like that is to just bring the the heart rate back down again back to normality think about just cooling that back down again we don't want to end up racing the ferrari then jam it back into the shed shut the door lock everything up Mm -hmm. turn everything off suddenly we go to pull the ferrari out she's no good next time so you want to potentially think about how you're going to do that and recover expensive very expensive your body's more expensive exactly right later on be prepared for it if you don't look after it uh, so yeah, and we've talked about how many sessions and how the splits are. So a lot of information there, obviously, um, go through, have a listen again, pause it. Um, if there's something that you're not sure about, send us a message, ask a question, or by all means, go into it a bit more in depth with it. And we have planned to go into that um, a bit uh, further as mm-hmm. far as coming through into the new Future year. episodes. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. So um, yeah, by all means, uh, you can definitely locate us on on instagram at 360view.co um or on facebook at 360view um by all means send us a message there um give us a like or a review or a review if you'd write one of those on the podcast on whichever is your favorite listening platform then and that helps us with reach to help more people with this and um yeah share it with someone who potentially you know is struggling to actually get into the gym themselves potentially wants to actually just get in by themselves and have a go at it because yeah. we always hear the thing of I'm not fit enough to go to the gym yeah, I need to get I need fit to get before, fit I, go before I go to the gym so uh, this could be something good to start with if you're an experienced lifter or an experienced mm-hmm. athlete with doing this then by all means think about how potentially you could put something together for them yes. and go with them 
Yeah. It's Help all good out. if you've got a mate or a buddy up that you can go heaps with. Easier. So it's a heaps easier and make a commitment to each other yeah. to turn up and help each other out with it. So mm-hmm. by all means, it's something that helps there. Bye-bye. Lovely. All right, guys. Well, we will chat to you again soon. I'll see you in the next one. Thank you, viewers, for tuning into another episode of 360 View. You can follow us on Instagram at 360view.co to stay up to date with everything we're doing and tag us in your podcast listening. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a like, a review, and a five-star rating. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, give it a share. If you have any questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram, and we'll answer them in the show. Thanks again, viewers, and we'll chat to you in the next one.